There's a new podcast app that delivers chilling true crime stories straight to your mobile device. Every day they release a new episode that investigate the gruesome true acts of America's worst serial killers. And you can explore into the minds of psychopaths and murderers. To get started, find and download Murder Minute from the App Store or visit MurderMinute.com. That's M-U-R-D-E-R-M-I-N-U-T-E.com to get your daily dose of true crime creepiness delivered straight to your mobile device. It's a good show. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? Uh, It's Wednesday morning, which means I've waited to the last minute to record another episode for you, the listening audience. Um, It is October. Where's my phone? It is October 3rd, Wednesday. I'm in my apartment. I've been gone for a little while. I recorded last week's episode with Justine Bateman and then promptly left town. (laughs) I just up and bolted. Um, I should have used that time to... Take care of some stuff, see, see see some doctors. But last week I was like, I just, I'm going stir crazy. I got to get out of town. So I went to Death Valley, California. And um, the aptly named Death Valley. Oh my God. Let me tell you about Death Valley. I went there once when I was probably about somewhere between 8 and 10 years old. I have very little memory. The only thing I remember, two things I remember from Death Valley when I was a little kid. Uh, One was running around on some sand dunes, which seemed like the Sahara Desert when you're a little 10-year-old kid. It seems so vast and never-ending. The other thing I remember, and I'll go back to the uh, sand dunes, but the other thing I remember was finding a frog. That's right, in Death Valley, somewhere, it's wherever we were staying. And I wasn't even with my family. I was with a friend and his family. And um, I think we were camping even. And we were at a campsite. There is some vegetation and very little water. But all I remember is finding a frog and picking it up. And it immediately pissing all over my hand. (laughs) That's all I remember (laughs) from my trip to Death Valley. Was a giant sand sand dunes these giant sand dunes and a frog pissing on my hand. That's my last memory of death Valley, but I know there's some pretty amazing stuff. And, uh, as a photographer, a hobbyist photographer, I, I was like, I, am going to go to death Valley. And Friday I had a, um, a bachelor party to go to in Las Vegas. So I was like, Death Valley's on my way. If I go, 
a little bit out of my way. I can go to Death Valley for a couple of days and then go to a, <laughs> go to a bachelor party in Las Vegas. I know that's uh, unheard of, <laughs> but yes, that that's that's another part of the story. Anyway, so I I went to Las Vegas. I mean, Death Valley. Got there and. Um, it is massive. Death Valley is massive. <laughs> it is so humongous um, that there was a lot of stuff I didn't get to that I wanted to see. But um, there are very few places to stay in Death Valley if you want a hotel. Like, there's one really nice one, which is where I stayed. I I decided to just bite the bullet and put in a little more money and stay at a nice hotel. Uh, and other than that, it's a couple campgrounds, and uh, the nearest towns are like an hour to an hour and a half away. So it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I didn't even think of this until later, but like, there's no hospitals around. <laughs> like, if some, I'm sure there's probably a, a a medic or something in Death Valley that could give you emergency or stitches. <laughs> But uh, if shit goes wrong in Death Valley, you're looking at a long ambulance ride. I don't know. The the name Death Valley made a lot more sense after this trip. But those sand dunes that I uh, remembered as a kid, not that big. (laughs) Just like a couple sand dunes. But it is weird that they're in the middle. Death Valley has all these different uh, geological uh, type areas, like like a dry lake bed type thing where it's just flat for as far as the eye can see. And this area with with the sand dunes, which is really bizarre, just in the middle of nowhere, there's just a, a bunch of sand dunes. And then right next to that, there's a thing called the Devil's cornfield i posted a few photos of some of these things on my instagram if you want to go back and look uh at steve agee um the devil's cornfield which is these weird clumps of weeds just growing out uh of the ground it really looks creepy it'd be a great place to film a horror movie um and then uh I I remember the first night I stayed in Death Valley the first night I only ended up staying one night I was there for two days Uh, the night that I stayed in Death Valley I was laying in my hotel room and I started to have a panic attack because of the fact of the hospitals I started to have a panic attack and it kept building because I was like oh my god I'm freaking out and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> like, if I stop breathing, I, I'm not going to make it to a hospital. I'm going to die. It was it was really... I had to just meditate and calm myself down because I was starting to spiral at the fact that there was nothing around. I mean, it's very aptly named Death Valley. There's... Uh, <sighs> 
there's no there's no like store it's crazy it really is crazy and there there are a few people that live there and i'm very curious to know about the people that work there <laughs> like where are you commuting from because there is nothing um it's kind of a fascinating place i wonder if there's i actually wonder if there's a documentary about death valley if not there should be maybe i should make it if there isn't, maybe I should make a Death Valley documentary. It is fascinating. Anyway, so the next morning, I was like, or that night, I decided, okay, tomorrow, I'm going to stick around, take a bunch of photos, drive all over the place, and then I'll make my way back towards Las Vegas. And... One place that I really wanted to go photograph is a place called the Devil's Golf Course. I can't even explain it. There's photos of it in my Instagram if you want to see it. But it is just a flat area. Everything in Death Valley is flat. There's just this flat area as far as the eye can see. But it's not smooth flat. It looks like a bunch of little tiny craters, like little holes and little like stalactite things sticking up from stalagmites, I guess are the ones that come up from the ground. It, it's fascinating. It, it's it's bonkers. And I really wanted to go take some photos of it, like some black and white photos. I thought it would look cool. And I wanted to take photos before the sun came up. And so I set my alarm for like 545 because sunrise, I think, was 6.45 a.m. And, of course, I woke up at 5 a.m. <laughs> and uh, so I got ready. I packed. I checked out of the hotel. And I drove, you know, 20 to 30 minutes to find this place. And, by the way, I go everywhere early in L.A. and, you know, around most cities. And there's still, like, traffic and stuff. I was like the only car driving around at that time of day. I there the road I took to get to the Devil's Golf Course was so straight. It, I didn't have to turn my wheel at all for about 25 minutes of driving about 70 miles an hour. It was kind of awesome and eerie and it, pitch black. There's no street lights, there's no lights. Um just whatever light was still up from the moon. And I just drove straight for like 20 minutes. And then you go off on a dirt road, just a little tiny, like one lane dirt road. And you drive for another few minutes out to this little, little parking area, just a dirt parking area. And uh, I got out of my car and it, there's no secret that I have tinnitus. I've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, you know, I played in, in a lot of bands when I was in college and, <clears throat> and I really damaged my hearing because I didn't wear earplugs. That's so stupid. Always wear earplugs if you're going somewhere loud, um, especially if you're in a band. But um, so I do have tinnitus. I sleep with a, a white noise machine. I, I have an air purifier that's on. So sometimes I'll listen to podcasts if it's too quiet just to distract from the ringing in my ears but I get out of my car at the devil's golf course in death valley and I am not joking I'm almost 50 and it was the quietest environment I have ever heard in my life 
Ever heard? That makes no sense. Well, it's the quietest. It's the quietest environment I've never heard in my whole life. Does that make sense? I don't know. Anywho, yeah, I get out of the car and it is so quiet. Like you can't hear. There's no cars. There's no traffic. It's the desert. So there's practically no wildlife and there's no wildlife that makes noises. There's no wind blowing. There is nothing. It is absolute silence. And I got out of the car. I closed my car door and stood there for a second and was deafened by the ringing in my ears. Like it was so crazy. I uh I put a podcast on on my phone just to have noise. <laughs> it was so quiet. I I've never heard I know it sounds weird. I've never heard anything that quiet. <laughs> it does make sense. But anyway, so I'm I'm getting out of the car. I I I take my tripod out. I set it next to my truck. I reach in and I grab my camera. And I'm pulling my camera out of the car with one hand and closing the door with the other. And just as I close the door, my camera catches on the seatbelt. I think it caught on the seatbelt. And I couldn't get my hand out in time. And the door, my car door slammed on my hand. Slammed on my hand so hard that I immediately was like, it's broken. My hand's broken. There's no way that my hand is not broken. I'm surprised that it didn't cut my hand off or in half. That's how hard it was. It hurt so bad. And I had to sit there for a minute and like gain my composure because I was really starting to freak out because A, if it was broken, I was looking at an hour to an hour and a half drive to any sort of town. And we're talking town, not a city. Like Vegas was probably two and a half to three hours away from <laughs> Death Valley. And that's probably the closest good hospital. So I was starting to freak out and I had to just kind of, I sat back in the car. I just had to take some breaths <laughs> and focus on something other than the pain. And it got to a point where I was like, okay. If it's broken, it's broken. Damage is done. There's nothing I can do for at least a few hours. I'm going to still stay here and take photos. And uh, I did. I took a whole bunch of photos. Um, really cool ones. Um, it was really beautiful out there. And um, and then I uh, started my drive. I was like, I just got to get out of Death Valley. I'm going to die here. <laughs> just gonna, I'm going to die here and it'll probably be a week before they find my body. It's that vast. And so I was like, I just got to be somewhere near people, <laughs> near, near hospitals, near restaurants. And so I started driving my way towards Las Vegas. Uh, this was like Thursday, I think. So it was a long, you know, I was away from home for almost a week. I haven't had a chance to record with a guest. I have a few guests lined up, lined up. Boy, I really, I'll start, I, I find myself, I, I start talking a lot 
vaguely knowing where I'm going and then my mouth kind of gets mushy because it's my mouth is like, hey, brain, what are we supposed to say? And it's just like that. It just gets all mush mouth and I hate that about myself. It's really something that bothers me. I, I catch it a lot when I listen to the podcast. You might as well. Anyway, so I get to Vegas. It, it was a long day. I stopped along the way. There's some cool small towns and areas. It took it was a lot of f- photography. Um, I had the film camera with me, the medium format film camera. So I was doing a lot of film photography uh, stuff that I haven't gotten developed yet. I'm very excited to take it in to the lab, hopefully today. But I got to Vegas and holy shit, it was it was a polar opposite of Death Valley. It really is a polar opposite of Death Valley. Actually, maybe it's not. Maybe a polar opposite would be like a tropical island or something. But it was kind of an opposite in that there was millions of people, billions of tourists. Uh, and I got a hotel uh, in old old town, downtown, you know, up in the original Las Vegas. I stayed at the Golden Nugget, which is kind of fascinating. There's, it's just, it's so bright and loud, and there are so many people. I have a friend who lives in Las Vegas. She loves it. And she's not, you know, because she lives in a neighborhood. She has a house. She's not stuck in a hotel right above Fremont Street. (laughs) I need to experience Vegas that way, you know, in a neighborhood with restaurants that are not full of (laughs) hillbillies (laughs) drinking Mai Tais out of a glass and I use glass loosely more like a three foot tall tube with like umbrellas and flowers in it and everyone was walking around with these tubes of liquor I think they call them a yard of alcohol a yard of alcohol why are you doing that to yourself and it's everywhere and it's you do it on the streets people are just waddling down the street with a yard of alcohol and smoking everywhere. (laughs) It isn't, it's fascinating how some people who don't make a lot of money will save up and take their vacation, you know, their yearly vacation in Las Vegas where they just lose so much money. Hey, it's not cheap, you know, you go and you stay in a hotel for a couple hundred dollars a night. It's insane. And then there's just slot machines and poker tables. There's so many places to spend your money. And, and these, so many people go there and just like spend, all, oh my God, they could use their money for so much more. Um, yeah, it, it was fascinating. And then uh, Friday, you know, all my friends came in for my, my buddy uh, Jeremy's bachelor party. And it was fun. You know, I got to hang out with some of my best friends and um, uh, 
you know, as long as with, you're with your friend, I, I find you can put up with a lot of shit <laughs> and be in a lot of weird places as long as you have like close friends with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it was fun. Although, here's my other medical related issue with Vegas. We were walking everywhere. I was walking everywhere. I was walking a lot in Death Valley, taking photos, wandering all over the place. Um, I was sitting in my car driving between all these places a lot. I put in so many hours of driving just last week alone. So it's kind of hard on my lower back and even my legs. When you drive a lot, it's like kind of hard on your legs. And then all the walking and the first day I was with my buddies, we were walking all over the place and it is hot out and I was wearing <laughs> underwear that I think was too big for me. It was kind of like boxer briefs, but they were a little too loose. So they weren't totally just clinging to my legs. And they freaking chafed my inner thighs so much. So much that by the end of the day, it hurt to walk. I had such a rash. <laughs> I had such a rash. Well, I got to write that down. I think that might be our title. I had such a rash. Uh, um, uh, sorry. I need to have a producer just sit in here with me and take notes. It's such a rash. That might be it. Who knows? Um, but it hurts so bad that the next day, Saturday, holy shit, more walking everywhere. And I am now walking around like a cowboy, like a, like a comical cartoon cowboy with his legs bow-legged from riding a horse. But I'm walking that way so my thighs don't touch. <laughs> I look like such an asshole hobbling around with my legs spread out. <laughs> oh, shit. It was truly painful. It doesn't, it ha it's only happened a few times to me, but holy shit. I actually found ended up finding a CVS and I got some of like that gold bond powder, like the talcum powder. I just splashed some on between my, <laughs> this sounds so horrible. And like, I sound like so old and out of shape and shitty, <laughs> but I splashed that powder on between my legs. And it really hurt, uh, really helped. And then, um, I also got this gold bond stuff. I have this stuff, I got this stuff a long time ago called Glide. Um, and it's, uh, people will put it like between their legs, if their legs chafe or like under their arms, you know, if they're running or doing stuff where their arm is rubbing against the armpit and it's like a lubricant between your skin. That stuff's awesome. I couldn't find any of that in Vegas, but Gold Bond, the Gold Bond, the good people at Gold Bond medicated uh, powder, they have this glide stuff and, uh, I got some of that as well. Really made a huge difference guys. <laughs> so if you're like me and your meaty thighs are going to be slapping together in Las Vegas, 
Oh, fuck, I hate myself. (laughs) Hey, guys, do you ever feel stressed or anxious? Of course you do. You're humans. I don't go a day without feeling stressed or anxious. Uh, Now, let me ask you this. What are your coping tools? Have you ever meditated before? And if not, why do you think meditation would benefit you? Let me tell you, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know how big of a proponent I am for meditation. It's changed my life, and I think it could change yours. Do you have trouble sleeping? It can help with that as well. That's why we're excited to partner with Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. Relax with Calm. It was even named Apple's 2017 App of the Year. Do you know do you know how many apps come out in a year? I think it's something like a hundred gazillion. And this was the number one app of the year last year. So there's got to be something to it, right? If you head to calm.com slash no docs, let me say that again. Calm.com slash no docs. You'll get 25% off a calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of premium programs, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, focus, uh, and including a brand new meditation each day called the daily calm sleep stories, which are like bedtime stories for adults. Calm has over 100 of these soothing tales read by well-known voices to help people unwind and fall into a deep, deep sleep. And so much more. So for a limited time, We're No Doctors listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash no docs. It includes unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content. Get started today at calm.com slash no docs. That's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash no docs. Check it out. Hey, gang, life insurance is really important, but one third of people don't have it. One third. That's a lot. Uh, That's because it's really hard to buy. Did you know that? Of course you do. That's probably why you may not have it. You have to work out what you need, then do uh, the research to find the best quote and hope you don't get swindled along the way. It's not a good way to shop for anything. So Policy Genius made the whole process a lot simpler. Policy Genius compares quotes for you from the top life insurance companies to find the best policy for you. And it takes just two minutes to get a quote. I did it. It's incredibly easy. Two minutes. That's nothing. You go through and uh, you get a you get a quote in just in nothing in the snap of a finger you got to check it out and policy genius doesn't just make life insurance easy they also compare disability insurance home insurance and auto insurance if you care about it they can cover it so whether you know a lot about life insurance or nothing at all start your search at policygenius.com in just 2 minutes you can compare quotes and make an informed decision for you and your loved ones Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. I also I had no allergy issues the whole time I was gone. The desert's insanely dry. I don't think there's a lot of pollen in uh Death Valley because there's not a lot of flowers. <laughs> um but uh yeah, I wasn't sneezing a lot. 
I'm back home now. I didn't take any Zyrtec today, and I seem to be okay at the moment. Although I feel a little, little bit of the sniffles coming on. Uh, we're going to do some listener email, but I just wanted to let you know that I wasn't without medical issues. I bashed my hand in a door, got a rash. Here's the other thing. This happened when, as soon as I got home from Las Vegas after what, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, after like five or six days out in the desert, I came home and I think I dried out my skin for the past three days. I cannot stop scratching my legs. My legs... My legs itch so badly that I am I'm having to I'm I'm constantly putting on lotion cuz I'm like oh I definitely just my skin my skin got dry out in the desert that makes that makes sense But I'm looking at my leg right now there's like a couple red splotches from where I've scratched the skin off almost but it's crazy because I've been showering and like I have one of those, not a loofah, it's kind of like a loofah, but it's bristles instead of like sponginess, like for exfoliating your skin. And I've been scrubbing my skin for the past three days. I'll take a shower, I'll scrub my skin with like some Aveeno anti-itch, like sensitive skin, dry itchy skin um, soap. You know, with oatmeal in it, which is supposed to be good for your skin. And it feels great for a couple hours, but it's usually by the end of the day, like at night, I'll be laying on the couch watching TV or something. And just, and it's not my upper legs. It's literally from the ankles to my knee to below my knee. Just fucking itch. Like right now it feels fine. Um but I'm sure in a couple hours it's going to start itching again because that's how it's been for the past three days. I do not know what this is. Now I have to see a goddamn dermatologist. Um, if any of you deal with this, please hit me up on uh, in the comments section uh, of our No Docs podcast Instagram or... Email me at no docs. <laughs> every goddamn week I have to look at the email. <laughs> Even though I see it every goddamn day. Uh, no docs podcast at gmail.com. N-O-D-O-C-S podcast at gmail.com. If you know what this is, it's probably some kind of... Uh, now I'm blanking on the skin disorders... Um, eczema or, or something else, but I, I really don't understand. Like there's certain, I'm fine during the summer, spring, I'm fine. Usually I get this in the winter and I think it's cause it's actually really dry in the winter, cold, cold, dry air, like really fucks my skin up. But I don't know. I, I'm assuming this is because I was out in the desert, but I have been lotioning and scrubbing 
maybe I'm scrubbing too much um, for the past three days and it's not really doing a lot. I probably have to get some kind of goddamn medicated lotion. If you know about this, if you deal with this or know someone that does, hit me up because I would love to... F- my legs just look horrible. My lower legs. <laughs> Ugh, just a splotchy ginger. Ay Thank God for makeup. Thank God for makeup artists on TV shows. By the way, um, this comes out tomorrow. I mean, if you're hearing it today, it's if you're listening to this right now, it's probably Thursday for you. I will be on um, Superstore on NBC tonight. If you're waiting until Friday or the weekend to listen to this, you've missed me. Maybe you can catch me <laughs> on Hulu or something. But I think I, I just make a small appearance in the season opener tonight. Um, nothing major. But if you want to check it out, I will be on Superstore tomorrow night, October 4th. If you're listening to this, uh, it's no longer tomorrow night. It's tonight. Anyway, I'm try- I'm, I'm sorry I keep trying to talk down to you people <laughs> about how time works. <laughs> uh, obviously, if you're listening to this now, it's airing tonight for those of you who can't figure this out. Although, I have a friend. My friend Bruce works for a game company. And... Um, I won't say which one, but he works for a gaming company, like video games and stuff. And I know this guy through video games, but he works for a very large, uh, very popular company, have one of the most popular video games in the world. It's been going for a long time and they recently put out an update, (laughs) new downloadable content for their video game. (laughs) This happened a couple months ago. And, uh, he said that, um, he got a phone call <laughs> in the complaints department from a woman who was like, it was announced that the, say it's coming out on Friday, the, the video game update, they announced it's coming out on Friday. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. 9, 10, yeah, 12 p.m. Eastern time. So he gets a call from a woman <laughs> from a woman who is pissed off. I think she's in Florida or somewhere. And uh, she is fucking livid. She's like, um, I have a real bone to pick with you. <laughs> I just noticed... Uh, that uh, the downloadable content for this game is coming out on Friday. He's like, yeah. He's, she's like, why do we have to wait till noon to download it when the people in California can download it at 9 a.m.? <laughs> she didn't understand the time difference. <laughs> so she thought, <laughs> you know what? I, where I'm going with it. She was like, how come California gets it at 9 a.m. and we don't get it till 12? And he's like, well, that's, you're actually getting it at the same time. She's like, no, we're not. We're getting it three hours later. He, had, he said he was trying to explain for the longest time, you're not getting it at three hours later. You're getting it noon, right? 
And she's like, yeah. And he goes, noon. What time do you think it is in L.A. when it's noon in Florida? And she's just like silent. He's like, it's 9 a.m. at noon. There's a three-hour time difference. It's literally dropping at the same time. She's like, but it's 9 a.m. And California gets it at 9. And, and he said she never quite got it. And he like had to go on like a break afterwards, I'm sure. <laughs> Just like there are some people out there, folks. I have to admit, I really couldn't wrap my head around the time difference well into high school. Like I remember, you know, I got sent to military school in high school and it's still, <laughs> it still was like weird to me how like I could fly from LA to New York and um, get there, you know, five hours later, but my watch would still say, it was three hours earlier, but then going back the other way, it would seem to be like a longer flight. And it was all just because of the time difference. And I was still, I knew there was a time difference, but it was still like really throwing me off. I sound like an idiot right now. <laughs> Why does California get it at 9 a.m.? Um, all right, we should do some emails. I've only been recording for half an hour. Um, no docs podcast. So yeah, um, if you have any anything you need to tell me, if you have any stories, medical related oddities, stories, concerns, fears, phobias, just email me at no docs podcast at gmail dot com, and um. I'll try to get to them. I've gotten a lot lately. Hold on, I have to go through and clear out some of the junk. All right, I think that's it. Boy, there's a lot. Okay, this one. Okay, so this is one from a listener named Catherine. The subject is thyroglossal duct cyst or why I sound like Kathleen Turner. <laughs> For those of you millennials, Kathleen Turner uh, is an actress. Very good actress, but she has a bit of a husky voice. It sounds really cool, actually. I think, I think the gravelly voices on women are cool. Um, hi, Steve. Love the podcast and listen weekly. My husband encouraged me to write this up since it's such a weird story. I was living in Seattle and had been experiencing some neck pain, so was sent for imaging. When they got the results, the doc called me at 8 p.m. on a weekday, never a good sign, and said, I have no idea what this is, so I sent it to a specialist. I'll let you know when I hear back. Awesome. Uh, that's, that's terrifying. Also, why didn't the doctor just send it to the specialist and wait? You know, that, that just, yeah, that just makes people more terrified. Anyway, I was sent to an, 
otolaryngology, auto, Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to learn all these terms since this is a medical related podcast. Otolaryngologist. I think that's as close as I'll get. Uh, and it turned out that I had a thyroglossal duct cyst. My general practitioner didn't recognize it because it is mostly com- most commonly discovered in children. And as I was 33 years old at the time, she didn't even know what she was looking at. Turns out this form of cyst is created when your thyroid gland develops and often becomes inflamed or infected when children get strep throat or tonsillitis and is subsequently removed. Apparently I had had it my whole life without any issue until now. The specialist said we could leave it, uh, take images every few months and hope it doesn't grow or become infected or we could do the surgery and remove it. Before I could even answer, my husband told the surgeon, schedule it. There's no way she's going to be okay with this thing in her throat for months and not freak out about it. He was correct, and that's why we're married. The surgeon also informed me that where my cyst was located would require them to shave my... Oh, oh boy. Hyoid bone. H-Y-O-I-D. Hoid Hoid or hyoid bone. Uh, Shave the hyoid bone and could change my voice. Spoiler alert, it did. Um, I had the four-hour surgery. They removed the cyst, and it was not cancerous. I had to walk around for a week with a two-inch incision in the front of my neck with some really sexy drainage tubes. Oh, my God. I didn't get to eat a lot of ice cream, and the scar is now just a weird conversation starter. I want to take a moment to say here, I love scars. (laughs) I just want to put in my two cents. I know a lot of people freak out about surgeries and like, it's going to leave a scar. um, Male or female, I think scars are fucking cool and people shouldn't worry about them. Um, If you're worried what a guy or a girl is going to think about your scar. And if that guy or girl does have an issue with it, that's not a guy or girl that you want to, uh, you know, be spending time with anyway. Uh, I've dated people with scars. I think scars are fucking awesome. Anyway, the surgery did alter my voice, which while on this deeper range for a woman before is definitely a lot huskier now. Thankfully, my my husband is a big serial mom fan, so it all turned out okay. I just wanted to send this in to reiterate that if something is bothering you, get it checked out. Turns out the neck pain was a bulging disc, but that's a whole other story. Uh, thanks again for the great podcast, Steve. Katie. Oh. It's not Catherine, or it is Catherine, but she goes by Katie. Um, thanks for the email, Katie. That's very interesting, um, especially that it changed your voice. Um, but that's cool. It's good to change things up, reinvent yourself now and then. Uh, wow. Surgery fucking scares me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And you know what it is that scares me about surgery? Not the actual procedure because you're asleep. Although I am afraid of waking up (laughs) during a surgery, which I know can happen. Uh, 
I'm scared of after the surgery, the pain and the, I have just a specific two instances. Oh, Jesus. This is new. It says emergency alert, presidential alert. This is a test of the National Wireless Emergency Alert System. No action is needed. That's all it is. What? Presidential alert? What the fuck does that mean? This popped up on my phone. That usually, that alert is usually a um, a child abduction uh, like an amber alert, those pop up on your phone, or a flash flood alert. What the fuck is a presidential alert? Now I'm wondering if something's happening. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Reasons why I'm afraid of surgery. I'm going to turn my phone off here. Uh, I When I was in college, my girlfriend had her tonsils out. Because uh, she kept getting strep throat. She got it very often. And um, so she had her surgery, her, her surgery, had her tonsils out. And then I just remember seeing her. I went into the uh, recovery room after the surgery to to sit with her. And when anesthetic wears off, it's kind of like a fever. Like you get the chills and are shaking while the shit is wearing off. At least that's my experience. Cause I, I had it when that's the, uh, the second thing is when I had my appendix out, I remember waking up in a recovery room. I, I just barely remember it, but I remember, uh, shivering and they were giving me blankets and I couldn't stop shivering, which is just a horrible feeling. It just reminds me of having a fever or something. But even worse, it was worse seeing um, my girlfriend go through it. It's never easy to see uh, a loved one um, dealing with trauma or sick or, you know, feeling bad. So that was, honestly, it was really hard for me to see my girlfriend shaking. It kind of freaked me out. Even though... Even the doctor's like, yeah, she's just coming down off the anesthetics. She's fine. It was still fucking traumatic for me to see. And it's made me kind of afraid of surgery ever since. Um, anyway, Katie, thank you for that email. All right, let's see what else we got. Hey, everybody, I'm here to tell you about the FabFitFun box and how the FabFitFun Fall Editor's Box is here. I'm new to this, and I just got my first FabFitFun box. Let me tell you about it. It's pretty amazing. Uh, I'm, I've got quite a bit of uh, skincare products, which I actually need because I'm a ginger, and uh, my skin looks like, looks like old leather. It's disgusting. I need skincare products. I got a, a skin mask in here. I got some a skin wash. I got some stuff for my bathtub. I have... Look at this. I'm looking at the box right now. Stainless steel teapot, uh, little tiny in-ear earbud headphones. This box is full of products. All that I would use, too. I'm pretty stoked on this. Um, 
So FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box delivered four times a year with full-size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, wellness products, and it's all for just $49.99 a box. Four times a year, that's nothing. And FabFitFun is a great gift to yourself or to a loved one. Do you have a daughter who's going to college maybe or a friend who's a new mom? I actually have a couple of those. Um, and FabFitFun is an awesome care package. Like I said, I'm just looking at mine right now, and it's got a lot of skincare products. It's got snacks. I have my teapot, uh, earbuds. I can get this four times a year. It's pretty awesome. And the best part about FabFitFun boxes are they're full-size products. It's not a box of tiny samples, uh, you know, like the, <laughs> like the half Snicker bars that you get at Halloween where you end up then egging a house because you're like, uh, no, I want a full-size candy bar. This is like the full-size candy bar of gift boxes. And this is a fantastic value. Many products, uh, individual value is more than what's in this entire box. And, uh, for example... Uh, members can choose between the Elemis Papaya Enzyme Peel or the Cuccio Yoga Detox Bath. That's one that I got. I can't wait to put that in a bathtub and just detox. I, I Last week, I, I started taking baths again. Oh, my God. What have I been not doing for myself for the past 49 years? Oh, they're amazing. So the total retail value of the fall box is over $275 depending on selection. Sign up for FabFitFun today to get your fall editor's box. The FabFitFun fall editor's box is in limited supply, and these boxes always sell out. So use my code, DOCTORS, to get $10 off your first box. Go to FabFitFun.com to sign up and start getting the box for a life well-lived. Use promo code DOCTORS to get $10 off your first box that's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code, like I said, DOCTORS, to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. Thanks. I'm doing a show tonight. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you guys. It's my first time performing in a little while, but I'm doing a show tonight. It's a storytelling show here in L.A. I've done it a bunch of times, but... Uh, <clears throat> they just give the storytellers a topic and they can interpret it however they want. And the topic for uh, tonight's show is like cancellation, things ending. And of course, immediately my fucking head went to death. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how to weave a story about my obsession with death uh, into tonight's show. I should, I should uh, practice on you guys. I have to tell seven minutes. Here, let me, let me start my clock. <laughs> seven minutes in hell. Um, stopwatch. Here we go. I'm starting. Okay, so I need to talk about my uh, obsession with death, which has always been. And I'm not a person who is. Um, I am afraid of death, of dying. I am not afraid of death, if that makes sense. I'm not afraid of being dead. I've never really been one of those person persons that's like, what happens after we die? Oh my God, I have to, 
I don't want to die having regrets. Although I, I really don't want to have any regrets. I want to do everything that I've wanted to do. You know, I do have a bucket list, but sometimes you can't always get to that stuff. So I, um, I've never really been worried about what happens after we die because it's out of my control. Um, if there is a heaven and hell limbo, whatever you have, whatever you believe in, if that actually is a thing, then I deal with that. I think I've lived a good life. I don't think I would go to hell. (laughs) Um, because it's it's always been a weird it's always been weird to me to think of uh someone who's really only guilty of not going to church going to hell with rapists and murderers it's like this person was clearly great and good and nice and a humanitarian who gave to many charities you're going to send them to hell because they didn't go to church anyway that's a whole other thing <laughs> way off topic already in this story but um uh my fear is the actual act of dying we all know how freaked out i am hypochondriac i'm illness is really my where my problems lie um i don't want to die a painful death as <laughs> And this is where it all gets ridiculous. It's because no one wants to die a painful death. It's just some people just don't think about it the way I don't think about what happens after we die. Some people are like, yep, we all die, whatever. I'm not afraid. I am afraid of of a painful, slow death. I don't want cancer. That seems horrible. I don't want to die slowly like my father did. That's fucking horrible. On the other side of it, I don't want to die quickly. And just suddenly, without being able to say goodbye to my friends. Um, but it's really the painful deaths that uh, bother me. And also, I I have a huge issue with people saying, talking about, hey, you know, the best way to die is drowning. <laughs> what? People are like, yeah, they say, uh, you know, it happens quick. You inhale the water. It's like going to sleep. Um, how about it's fucking terrifying? How about the two minutes or three, if you're really good at holding your breath of you being underwater, freaking the fuck out that this is how I go out. I'm drowning. I am dying. There's no way out of this. How fucking terrifying must that be? Forget the inhaling water. Like I also, so I guess I don't want a painful death or a terrifying death. Like, Falling out of a plane. That's terrifying. That's not painful. You're going to hit the ground and it's going to be over without even realizing it. That's not a painful death. But that's a terrifying death. I guess what I'm saying is I don't want a painful or terrifying death. The other thing is people who are like, another great way to die is uh, uh, (laughs) burning a (laughs) lot. People are like, actually, burning in a fire is not that bad. You die of smoke inhalation before you even feel the heat. Uh, that sounds fucking horrible. I've I've inhaled smoke and had a coughing fit for fucking 15 minutes, and that was horrible. I can't imagine just a, just a, ro- just a room full of smoke where I can't 
can't breathe and that's how I die. That sounds just as horrible as actually feeling the fire and burning. Like if I, if I'm with friends in a house or a hotel or something that catches on fire and it looks like there's no getting out. If I'm asleep, if it happens in the middle of the night, if you, if one of my friends is listening to this and I am sleeping and the fire starts, take a lead pipe or something heavy and smash me over the head so that I, I'm not aware of what's happening. I, I just, I don't want to be aware of dying. Best way, obviously, and I don't think there's any argument with people, is dying in your sleep. Like just having everything shut down. And I don't think having a heart attack counts. You know, people like, oh, he had a heart attack in the middle of the night in his sleep. He didn't feel anything. Don't tell me he didn't feel anything. There's no way you're having a heart attack and don't wake up for at least a few seconds. You know? That's some got to be some painful shit, right? You you will wake up. They will find you in your bed and go, he died in his sleep of a heart attack. He didn't feel any. No, there's no way you did not wake up <laughs> during your heart attack in bed and just have a few frightful moments. <laughs> a few frightful moments. That's my whole thing. I don't want. My whole life is a few frightful moments. <laughs> what what's the difference? Why am I afraid of why am I afraid of a few frightful moments when that's the story of my life? I walk outside and I'm frightful of the sun the sun giving me cancer. <laughs> what's the difference? Uh but yeah. I want to just lay down and have just everything slowly stop and I don't wake up. That would be the best way. Um, and I fully now, I fully understand suicide, you know, when, um, when people are terminally ill, I, I don't frown on that. You know, some people who are religious do, uh, you know, my, I remember my dad, this, this was so, this made me really sad, but my dad years and years ago, like decades ago, had a pacemaker put in. He didn't have a super uh, healthy heart. My dad had a pacemaker and um, when he was in the hospital sick uh, towards the end, I remember him, he said to me, um, you know, his pacemaker was due he was due to have a new pacemaker put in like later that year. He would not live long enough for that to happen, but it was in the back of his mind. Like if I live, I'm going to have to have a new pacemaker. And, uh, I remember him saying to me, uh, he, how torn he was that he didn't want to have a new pacemaker put in. He didn't want to extend. He was, he was at a point where he was suffering and he didn't, want to extend that suffering anymore so he was like I don't want to have a new pacemaker put in that might give me more time in this condition which makes fully makes sense you know by the way um but his he was like 
but I feel like I should have one put in when the time comes. Because if I opt not to, is that suicide? Like he was worried that him not having his pacemaker put in was him committing a form of suicide, which just blew my mind. I'd never even thought of that. And I was like, of course not, Dad. That's that's just... It was so fucking difficult to hear him say that and know that he was afraid of, you know, going to hell. Basically, he was afraid of going to hell, like living a good life all his life, and then going to hell. This is what I was getting at earlier. Going to hell because he didn't put a pacemaker in and died because someone, because God, a God a God would think that was suicide and be like, nope, you did good right up to the end. Now you're going to hell. There's a lot of questions, uh, religious uh, issues I have with that kind of stuff. But on the other side, him and my mom would pray every day before she would leave the hospital. That gave her a lot of comfort. That gave my dad a lot of comfort. And even though I don't believe in a God the way they do. I think it was kind of nice that they had that moment together and it made them feel good. And I would never want to be the type of person who said, Hey, don't believe in God. God's a, there is no God. You shouldn't believe in God. Um, if you're getting comfort out of this, you know, sure. There are, are, Jesus, why am I going into religion? (laughs) I'm not going to go into religion. Um, but it was just nice to see, uh, my parents have this moment together and I'm not a religious person. I am a spiritual person, um, because of, uh, meditation. It's opened my eyes up to a whole new, uh, realm of possibilities and, uh, just connectedness, uh, with everyone and everything. Um, so yeah, but far be it to me to uh, shit on somebody's religion, even though I don't necessarily believe in organized religions. Whatever. (laughs) You can write me hate mail or not, but um, anywho, I don't want to get into all that. How long have we been recording? Oh, shit, 55 minutes. Let's do one more email. Oh, by the way, I'm at 11 minutes that was supposed to be a seven minute story about dying and stuff. I don't know what I'm doing tonight. We'll see. I'll report back to you guys. <clears throat> um, oh, shit. This one is from Christopher. The subject is mosquitoes and Zika. Something that I am very curious about. Hey, Steve, I work full-time in Key West killing mosquitoes, so I thought I would write in. Oh, my God, this is amazing. I love this already. Since the three Aedes species are new to California, you guys don't really have a culture that grew up in learning how to deal with with, uh, with them. Aedes. A-E-D-E-S. Um, uh, 
things are as simple as having screen things as simple as having screens on your windows. Um, we have a campaign. We are trying to get into the public's head to dump any standing water in their yards, such as forgotten buckets, garbage cans, or plant trivets. These mosquitoes don't travel far at all. So if you are having a problem, it's coming from somewhere nearby. Uh, I am aware of that. I, I'm constantly aware. And I am only aware of it because I am a, a hypochondriac. <laughs> So I am super aware when I see uh, a fountain in somebody's. This is so common. People have will put fountains in their yards, which I don't mind. The sound of a running fountain is very therapeutic. Um, it's very relaxing. That's just a fact. Um, so I, so I get why people put fountains in their yards. But a lot of times, people will put a fountain in their yards. Oh, it's going to make the yard nice. And then it shorts out or they they just get tired of paying the electrical bill or, or whatever. And I, I see a lot of fountains and yards that have not been run and just have uh, standing water in them. Just still water and it's full of moss and it's perfect environments for uh, mosquitoes. Um. So, yeah, I'm hyper aware when I see all that stuff. But, yeah, we don't have, I mean, I guess we sometimes have screen doors on certain houses. But, like, I have an apartment. I don't have a screen door. I don't even have screens on my windows. Um, all right, continuing with Christopher's email. If you have things that you don't want to or can't dump out like rain barrels, bird baths, or rain gutters, there's a, a fantastic product called Natural DTs. That's Natural DTS, which you can just uh, very recently pick up on Amazon. Uh, we have been using them for years, and they are a miracle. Each tablet will treat up to 50 gallons of water for 60 days. Um, wow, that's... Um, guys, that's actually great information uh look into natural dts um if you're uh in an area prone to mosquitoes even if you're not in an area prone to mosquitoes but might get mosquitoes uh, pick some of that stuff up and throw it in your water your giant water that you're too weak to dump out um uh, there's a link maybe i'll put it I'll try and post this somewhere. I'm going to save this. If I forget to, uh, you can remind me in the comment section. Um, but it's called Natural DT Mosquito Larvicide uh, Bilayer Tablets. Uh, two of the species you have are what we fight and are vectors for Zika, uh, Dengue, and Chikungunya. Jesus, I've never even heard of that one. Now I'm terrified. Uh, they are sneaky little guys and will often bite your ankles and quickly fly away before you even get a chance, which is why they're so good at spreading diseases. I remember you discussing Zika with Busy a long time ago and thought I would provide something spooky. <laughs> no. We don't know much at all about it. We have known about it since 1947, but it always stayed isolated in a small part of Africa. It doesn't kill anyone. 
uh, and the largest breakout was still less than 100 infections, so we didn't care. Why did it suddenly explode across the world? We have no idea, and what makes it worse is that only one out of five people ever even realize they have it. Wow, Jesus. 1947. That's actually believable. Oddly enough, I was looking up AIDS <laughs> yesterday. I was Googling AIDS and HIV because of the storytelling show I'm doing tonight. I know that sounds weird, but um, I wanted to talk. It just goes back to my obsession with death and how when I AIDS really came into uh, popular cultural uh, awareness in the 80s. But. And I was trying to look it up because I was, uh, I, I wanted to have a rough timeline of when I was a kid and thought I had AIDS because I saw so many news reports on it, like health reports on AIDS and HIV and how there was no cure and how deadly it was and how I was sure I had it when I was like 12 or 13. I thought I had AIDS. I'd never even had sex. I'd never seen a girl's privates. Uh, but I thought I had AIDS. Um, anyway, uh, so I looked it up. And it's a, another thing. It was like, yeah, it was in Africa. You know, we knew about it since like the 30s or something or even earlier. Uh, but again, it's one of those things that until it reaches a large city, people don't do a lot about. You know, why wouldn't you try and... Uh, cut it off at the be preemptive and cut it off at the source instead of waiting until it spreads to the world uh okay so anyway keep up the good work and keep safe from mosquitoes chris uh that's great information you guys natural natch oh it's not natural it's natular i'm sorry chris is probably listening to this going no you idiots it's natular i was saying natural dts dts uh, it's N-A-T-U-L-A-R-D-T-S. Uh, natular DT mosquito larvicide. Maybe it's not DTS, just DT. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying this until I have it right. Because <laughs> this is important. Uh, natular, N-A-T-U-L-A-R-D-T, mosquito larvicide. Look it up on Amazon, folks. Um if you have a, a yard with like large barrels of like standing water and just uh, drop a tablet in every, uh, you know, 60 days, that's pretty, uh, two months. That's good. Um, uh, I think we're out of time. Uh, I th think I'll have a, a guest next week. Hopefully, uh, busy's pod, uh, busy's podcast, busy's TV show starts in just a few weeks now. Um, that's exciting. And, um, yeah, you guys are terrific. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate the emails and the comments. Uh, go to, if you listen on iTunes, uh, go to iTunes to, and to our, uh, podcast page and give us a review and uh, st give us some stars and uh, that just kind of helps put us uh, in the um, aggregate feed on the uh, 
on the old iTunes and it gets us up, you know, where people, they advertise it more and people see it. And we get more listeners and we save more lives. I don't know if we've ever saved a life, but help raise awareness uh, for health and uh, taking care of yourself. So have a great week and weekend. Um, Stay healthy. Take everything I say. (laughs) Take everything I said today with a grain of salt because we're no doctors. Bye. It's a good show.